Beauty for ashes. 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 Beauty for testament that God can take your life and turn it around with just one yes. Join me as we tackle the real, expose the enemy, and apply pressure. God wants to give you beauty for ashes, and today we are talking about grace, y'all. We are talking about grace. We are saved by grace alone, all right? And we're going to dive deeper into that later. You know, I am so thankful for grace. Can I be really honest with y'all <laughs> this episode was supposed to be out let's see on the 3rd of march okay i am now recording it on the what is it now the 7th what's today today the 8th the 18th right right and and thank god for his grace right on even the things that he gives us to accomplish but the really interesting thing about how God works is he's not going to have you speak on something you haven't been through. He's not going to have you speak on something that you haven't had to uh, work through or you haven't been tested in or you haven't had a challenge in or in, a, in an area where you have been unable to identify what it truly means for grace to be working in your life. And that has really been the story of my life these past few weeks, okay? I have been going through my own little tests, all right? And, and the, the question is, did I pass? I mean, y'all, if we're being honest here, Grace, extending grace is a everyday thing. It's an everyday process. Um, it's, a, it's something that we have to remind ourselves of every day because we inherently want to um, operate out of our flesh. We inherently want to operate out of our emotions. But, you know, as believers, as followers of Christ, that is not what we are called to do. You know, when we want to be upset, we want to be angry, when we want to operate in unforgiveness, when we want to hold a grudge or have some bitterness in our heart, the Bible is telling us otherwise. It's telling us to extend grace and extend forgiveness the same way that God has done it for us. So we are just going to dive right in, all right? Uh, we're going to go ahead and kind of break down grace. I'm going to give you guys just a couple of definitions that I came across before we really get further into the word but um it was so interesting how this episode just kind of came about because god dropped it on my spirit literally i want to say the week before it was even going to be due so and i say due because i i love due dates right <laughs> but the third was when it was supposed to be, be uh, uploaded right and 
I had got in my head too. I'm like, man, like I'm so behind, you know, I'm trying to work through this season. Like, I feel like I'm behind and God just kept reminding me like, no, you are right where you need to be, you know? And that's just a reminder for anybody listening. Sometimes, you know, even with the things that God gives us, we are the ones that place pressure on ourselves. Like, yes, you want to be obedient. Yes, you want to be swift and obedience, but even in that swiftness, sometimes that process is going to take a little longer than we expected it to, but God is still in control. Um, And so even with this episode, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to study a couple of scriptures, and I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good to go. And no, (laughs) Like I said, I had to go through a whole process. Not only did I go through that process, but God also had to um, give it to me in pieces. He did not give me the entire outline for this episode. I started out and I'm like, okay, God, I feel like I'm not hearing you. You know, Holy Spirit, where are you at? (laughs) And it just turns out that this was one of those things that I had to uh, process through, one of those things that God had to spoon feed me, if you will. So uh, what is grace? All right. So first of all, I'm going to start with a definition that may seem odd to use, but there was some revelation there for me. Um, this was like the first nugget that God gave me. And honestly, even with this nugget, I was like, all right, God, I still don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like I'm hearing you right. You know, <laughs> like we have those moments where we're kind of doubting ourselves, but here we go. All right. So this definition says a period officially allowed for payment of a sum due or for compliance with the law or condition, especially an extended period granted as a special favor. So that definition is speaking more so to an idea of deferment, right? So for all of those out there who has loans, okay, student loans, whatever kind of loans, sometimes uh, you are granted a grace period. I know just coming out of college, you get granted a a grace period by default. Um, Even now, we've seen with like COVID and and people losing their jobs or losing uh, some of their finances, there's been a lot of companies that have worked with you to give you some form of a grace period. But let's not forget that you still owe at the end of the day. (laughs) Um, But See, I want to kind of draw your attention to something. Let's use student loans for an example. See, there's the grace of loan forgiveness, right? So granting that special favor of my loans being completely forgiven. There's also the grace of deferment. So uh, a special favor, just extend the period of time by which you will have to pay us back. Now, Many of us, I don't know about (laughs) y'all, but many of us are literally hoping and praying for our student loans to be forgiven right now as I speak, as you listen. We're like, Lord, please come through, okay? I know you said you gave me the promise that I'm going to end the uh, generational poverty, okay? But to end generational poverty, I got to have the money to get rid of these loans. Father God, please help me, right? (laughs) And so... um, you know, we're sitting here and we're like, God, I need to be forgiven of these loans. I don't want this debt. I don't want to owe this. And even though we know that we went to school, we know that we did the work in school, or some of us, maybe we didn't, um, no, no tea, no shade, but we went there, right? We enrolled in it. We signed up. We signed the contract, uh, the contract for this debt. And many of us identify it as a weight or a burden, right? Some of, For some of us, the loans are just a little bit too heavy, okay? It's like, I don't know how in the world I'm going to pay it back. You know, a lot of us are like, I wish I never would have signed that contract 
in the first place? Like, why did I even go forth with it? Now I know that I don't even need school to do what I want to do. Or I don't even, do I need school to do what God called me to do? <laughs> no, but you know, everything is intentional, right? But you know, there are also others who believe if they continue to defer it, you know, that there's some sense of uh, false idea that they've escaped their responsibility of the loan, right? And, and really, in all actuality, it's going to catch up, right? Because there's this thing where it's like, okay, yeah, go ahead and defer. Some of us are like, you know what? I'm going to keep going to school because if I keep going to school, I'll just keep deferring it. I'll just keep deferring it. I'll keep deferring it until I'm ready to pay. You know, and that's a lot of our mindset as well with the loans. Or some of us are just like, I'm just going to keep deferring, period. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a loophole because I'm just not ready to pay it yet, right? And then there are others who have been able to pay it off, right, by their own means. You know, they didn't need any help from anyone. Maybe they already had generational wealth in their family, so their, their parents had it taken care of. Maybe they worked to pay for their debts. Like, they literally, you know, was working like crazy to make sure that they could pay it off or they or they uh, went into a profession because they knew that the profession would forgive their debts. It doesn't really matter that they use the loans because at the end of the day, they were able to pay it off, right? So <laughs> as I'm going through this, I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit loans. Yeah, I know. I got them. <laughs> so what, what are we going to do about it? But then he began to reveal that instead of loans, let's look at this as sin. Let's, let's, let's take it back again from the beginning. There's some of us who have recognized our sin, right? We've humbled ourselves and we're like, yo, I've been out here sinning, okay? I am not okay with the burden and the heaviness that has come with the choices of sin that I have made. You know, we've recognized and we took ownership of our sin, right? We took ownership of the fact that, you know what? I did do that. I did do those things. And some of us are literally pleading for forgiveness. We're like, God, I know that I need your forgiveness. I know that I need your grace. You know, I, I don't know how I'll ever repay it, Lord. I don't know how I would ever repay it. You know, but the weight of this sin is just not okay. I can't deal with it. I can't. How am I ever going to pay this back? That is what some of us, that is some of the positions that we are in. But then there are some of us that are dwelling and delighting in our sin, okay? And I've been there. I've been there where I knew I was sinning, right? But I was like, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I can just defer repentance. I can just defer humility. I can just defer surrender, right? <laughs> because for some reason, we just think that we have all the time in the world, okay? Now, if you out here <laughs> living the opposite of righteous, the last thing you should be thinking is that you have all the time in the world, all right? You know, some of us intentionally pervert grace because we think, well, God knows my heart. God's still working on me, <laughs> You know, how many times have we said that? Even even just like, and I've done it too, like just quickly saying, you know, God knows my heart to kind of excuse the, uh, the, the sin that I just did. No, that's not how that works. Yeah, God knows your heart. He knows your heart. He sees all. He hears all. But what did your heart actually say? We talk about, well, God knows my heart. What does your heart actually say? <laughs> the word of God says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I want to ask you today, what is in your heart that is now flowing from your mouth 
or being displayed in your actions? Have you even opened up your heart enough for God to begin to do a work in you? <laughs> a lot of us, we have this uh, privilege uh, where we know that grace exists, right? PK here, <laughs> whole preacher's kid, know that there's grace, that there's forgiveness, that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Yet and still, I thought, let me go out here and play by my own rules. Let me try to figure it out on my own. You know, and we do this until we are ready. And unfortunately, we don't always have as much time as we think. I thank God for grace. I thank God for mercy because there's a lot of things that I have done in my life. And literally, <laughs> y'all, I don't deserve to be where I'm at if we being real, if we being honest, but God's grace. And then there are those of us who believe that we can just afford grace, period, point blank. Like, I put the work in, so now my sin is paid off. I read my Bible 50 times this week, <laughs> my sin is paid off. I've never lied or cheated anybody, so <laughs> I've paid it off. Yet, the fact is that you still sin. Just because you don't do these specific sins does not mean that you do not sin. In fact, we were all born into sin, and that is why we have to be born again, all right? So you still use the loans, bro. And whether you can use your own works to make, uh, to make it settled, right, to clear the debt, the truth is that we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And God even speaks to this. He says that nobody can buy their salvation. It is by God's grace alone that we are able to be saved and forgiven. There is nothing that we can do, y'all. There is no works that we can do to obtain it. So even if you never had, if you never went out um, and had sex before marriage, even if you waited till marriage, there was still sin that you did on the daily. So there is nothing that you could do to buy your salvation. It's a free gift. <laughs> it is by God's grace alone. There's nothing that you can do to obtain it. And, and it was, it was uh, intentional in that way so that no man could boast about it. Nobody could boast about what they did. Well, I did this, so that means I'm saved. And because you can't do that, you won't be. There's no reason, for, there's no opportunity for that to even happen. Ephesians 2 and 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one man may boast. For by grace you have been saved through faith. That is the requirement, is your faith. So I ask you, if you had the choice to be forgiven of any debt that you owed versus just deferring and eventually paying it off, or even working to the ground to pay it off, which, which, which would you choose? Which would you choose? I personally would want to go with the first selection, Alex. Okay. <laughs> can, I, can I have grace? for 300, Alex, because all these other things, the deferment, deferring can very well still lead me in a place that I do not need to be, right? And then working to the ground, trying to obtain grace by works, that's not even how it works. <laughs> Literally not how it works. So I ask you, what would you choose? And, and can you identify which one of these are you? Or have you been one of these? Um, people. You know, think about it. God freely gives grace 
and we see the work of salvation as a result. You don't have to end up in hell, but it does take a choice. And I've been uh, really meditating and watching uh, Michael Todd's forgiveness series this past week. God has me going through every episode, <laughs> and I will say it has blessed me. Every single episode has blessed me to the highest degree. I would definitely recommend it to anyone because he truly takes you, uh, you know, by ways of the Holy Spirit, takes you through the process of understanding uh, grace, forgiveness, offense, all of that. And it's so essential. And he said something so key that people don't go to hell because of sin, because we all sin, right? Um, we, we repent <laughs> and all of that, but we all sin. So you don't end up in hell because of sin, but you end up in hell because of disbelief, because you did not believe, because you did not have the faith to accept the free gift of grace and salvation. It takes a willingness and a surrender, and most importantly, it takes faith. It takes humility, and it takes faith. It takes, God, I don't know what I'm doing, and it takes faith. It takes, God, I am making some terrible decisions. I cannot do this alone, and it takes faith. James 4 and 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, if you're stuck and you're in, in pride, if you're being hard-headed and hard-hearted, God opposes that. But if you can come before him in humility, if you can come before him on your face in honesty, vulnerable, transparent with God, he gives grace to the humble. Where are my listeners that can say today, God, I need your grace? How many of us, right where you are, can literally just Take that moment, whatever you're doing, take that moment, be humble. Take that moment and humble yourself and say, God, I need your grace. God, I need your mercy. God, I cannot do this without you. God, I want to be free from the debt of sin. The next definition actually, again, <laughs> was given to me on a different day because God has been giving me this in pieces, right? So the next definition I have for y'all says the free, and, and, and the way they describe this is, this is the Christian version of grace, <laughs> but it says the free and unmerited favor of God as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. So I wanted to break this definition down and um, literally word by word give you another definition for it so we can kind of... Uh, formulate a grace definition. This is going to be the beauty for ashes grace definition <laughs> um, by way of the Holy Spirit. Shout out to him. Um, so first of all, we look at the free. Free means without cost or payment. Unmerited, that is another word for undeserved. Favor is an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. It's also approval. Anybody ever see the favor of God in their life? And you're like, yo, what is going on? This is beyond the usual. <laughs> what? This could be nothing but God's favor. This is all that that's the only way I could have got this promotion. That's the only way that this person's heart could have softened towards me. The favor of God is real, okay? Uh, manifested means expressed. Salvation, deliverance from condemnation, bestowal, a gift. So we're gifting something with the bestowal and blessings, 
we're going to say that the blessings are God's favor and protection. So when we take those definitions of those individual words and we piece it back together, we get a new definition. And I really hope y'all, like, I don't know how y'all do with like the past episodes. I really have been feeling a new charge, a new fire within me. I feel a new boldness within me. I feel a new authority within me. God has truly been working in my life from the point that I began this podcast, y'all, till right now. I am absolutely in awe of the work that God has been doing within me. And I'm talking about the, the dirty stuff. I mean, the cleansing, the healing, the uprooting, the renewing, the restoring, the deliverance. I am so serious with y'all. I am just on fire. So I don't even know where that came from. Had to be the Holy Spirit. But I just wanted to say, (laughs) I say all that to say, I want y'all to write this down. So grace is the undeserved kindness and approval of God that doesn't cost anything expressed in the deliverance of sinners and in the gift of God's favor and protection. So grace is undeserved right? It's a free gift because we do not deserve it. Do you know how much we would have to do to try to deserve grace? What? (laughs) And approval of God, because when you have um, went through uh, the process of salvation, so you confess it uh, out of your mouth and you believe it in your heart that Jesus died and rose again and you repent of your sins and you do a turning away and you choose to follow God and pick up your cross daily and walk with him, There is approval that is stamped on you. He's not looking at you based off of your sin now. Now you are made clean, right? You are made righteous. And it's a daily process, of course. And we do, you know, we're human. We still sin. So that is why repentance should be a daily thing. But because of grace, you have received an undeserved kindness and approval, an undeserved favor, okay? That doesn't cost anything. It is free, it is free. How many of us like free stuff? I love free stuff. Okay. You tell me I don't got to pay for that. You gifted me that? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Expressed in the deliverance of sinners, right? So Jesus dying on the cross for us was God's grace. You know, it says that God so loved the world that he gave He gave us a gift, y'all. He gave us grace. And in the gift of God's favor and protection. So grace is also the gift of God's favor and protection. In the original definition, it was saying the bestowal of blessings. So we we just kind of altered that, uh, gave it a new light. It's expressed in the deliverance of sinners and in the gift of God's favor and protection. So God's favor and protection are his blessings and they're a gift to us because of grace. I'm going to give you all a couple of scriptures here. Romans 6 and 14 says, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. So again, that approval of God, that undeserved kindness, that deliverance, okay? Sin has no dominion over you since you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Because of grace, sin doesn't have dominion over us. That's why we have the authority, okay? Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world, okay? God's grace is his kindness for us. We've said that quite a few times, but I really want to get that in. God's kindness towards you. You know how it feels, you know, when someone is just really just kind to you? And, and you know, 
Also, when people are kind to you and you haven't been kind to them, mm, because let's be real, we haven't been kind to God. Those times when we were choosing to do things our own way, when we chose sin, when we chose that man over God, when we chose that woman over God, when we chose that uh, that job over God, where we chose these little gods, right? These little G's, these little things that we have placed as idols in our lives over God. That's not being kind. Yet and still, God has still been kind to us because of his grace. The grace was already built in. John 1 and 16 says, and from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Wow. Not just grace, but grace upon grace. Grace is a continuing thing, okay? 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says, Do your best to present to God. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. We have this opportunity by grace alone. It is because of grace that we can do our best to present ourselves to God, right? Why? Because Jesus had to die on the cross. And it tells us in God's word that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto the Father but through him, all right? <laughs> so y'all see how it's all connecting, you know? And I can't even begin to explain how grateful I am. Just going through this process has really just opened my eyes to the full concept of grace and forgiveness and just God's love and kindness towards us. You know, if it wasn't for God's grace, I would not be able to, one, have this podcast, but two, be able to speak so boldly and transparently about my life, about my faults, about my wrong choices. But the beautiful thing about it is, is that it's all for God's glory. And he took my ashes and turned it into beauty. And because of that, y'all, I'm able to speak before you through this microphone across your uh, headphones out loud into the living room and tell y'all that I am now a author a whole author. Your girl is a whole author. And the title of the book is She is Worthy. And honestly, anybody that has not listened to episode three, which is on being worthy, go ahead and check that out, okay? Um, this book is so near and dear to my heart. There is so much in there, okay? It's a lot. Y'all gonna learn a lot about me, but you know what? It ain't about me. <laughs> it's about God and giving him the glory because Honestly, no matter what it is that you have went through, gone through, the choice you've made, who hurt you, but God, literally, but God, okay? And so this book is a interactive autobiography, y'all. Um, every chapter, at the end of the chapter, there is a journal prompt so that you too can begin to heal and dig and and really uh, confront those things that you may have pushed in the back and just allow God to begin to do a work in you. Um, it is very telling of my journey into purpose, which I'm still on the road to, but it's very telling of what I went through as a child all the way up into now like all the ill-fit relationships, all the bad choices, all the times I chose God, uh, let's let's be real last you know i put something else before him all the times i ran away the uh, assault that i dealt with you know all of these different things perverse spirits all of the y'all i get real okay and i get y'all thought i was being transparent before especially if you follow me on like instagram 
but no, this book gets down to the nitty gritty, okay? <laughs> the nitty gritty. And um, I am just absolutely proud to have it out in the world. And y'all, it really truly started off with just healing and God telling me to write the book. I didn't know what I was going to write, but he was like, write the book. And I'm like, okay, all right. You got to tell me what to write then. <laughs> and and then he started telling me what to write. And I'm like, oh, you want that in there? Oh, oh, nah, nah. But again, it shows how God can work in your life as well. There will be a link in the show notes for y'all to go ahead and take a look. Um, go ahead and purchase your copy. Right now it is for pre-order um, and those pre-order sales will be going out. The books will be going out at the end of the month, beginning of April. So right in between, you know, ending out March and beginning April, the books will be going out. They'll be signed by me, free shipping on all pre-orders. And I just want y'all to just take a look at what God has done because <laughs> I could have not done this book without him, point blank, period, okay? And it's just look at it as, you know, my gift to you. <laughs> look at it as my gift to you. Um, and speaking of gifts, we're going to talk about how grace is a gift. I know we mentioned it a little bit before, but let's dive a little deeper. So what is the gift of grace? The gift of grace is Christ and the redemption that came with Christ dying on the cross for us right? When Jesus died for our sins, John 1 and 17 says, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So if we think back at the Old Testament, you know, that was the old covenant. And then with Jesus and the fulfillment of what he did on the cross, that came the new covenant through his blood. And that is where, get, uh, and that is where we see grace and truth come forth. Um, so I'm really just going to hit y'all with a quite a few scriptures because I'm praying that you will listen to this episode and it will ignite something in, in you to go back and read these scriptures and just allow God to begin to reveal some things to you on grace. You know, and, and let's just be real, you know, grace, you know, actually, I'm, I'm about to get ahead of myself. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Let me just read the scriptures, read the scriptures, Shana, read the scriptures. All right. So Romans 5 and 8 says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Okay. So God's grace is God's love for us. Let's be real. Let's be real. Because even we were sinning, even when we were literally doing the absolute most like i've been in luke this month and i just finished it today and just uh reading about how they were going to crucify jesus and it's like bro you know he ain't even do nothing <laughs> and even the leaders you know uh pilot and herod they both were just like i mean we don't see why he got to be crucified and the people was like nah crucify him crucify him and it's just like yo but he ain't do nothing though <laughs> and so god was looking down on us and god already knew right but even while we were still sinners christ died for us and that was god's love that was god's grace romans 3 and 23 through 24 says for there is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god I know we talked about that earlier, but I want to keep it going. And are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So y'all, grace was built in, okay? I feel like grace is like the starter pack for a human. Like <laughs> grace was already there. God is so 
omniscient, so sovereign that he already built grace in before we were even in our mother's womb. There was the work of grace. Mm. Titus 2 and 11 through 14, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good work. So that's a, a, a good little piece for you to chew on there. But just, just peep how in the beginning it says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, and then training us, training us. I have felt more than ever like I am in training right now. <laughs> and I'm not going to really talk about it today. I, I think that in maybe another episode or however Holy Spirit leads, it'll come out. Literally, you know, there is a process when you um, give God your yes, when you choose to uh, walk with God. There is a process. And when you're brought forth in salvation and you just begin to learn you know, you're in your word and you're in God's presence. There is a training that can, that takes place, okay? To t it, there's a training that takes place. You know, there is, uh, if you think about people who are, you know, in a military and everything, and so they, they sign this contract, right? And then they go through this process, they go through this training, um, and they're teaching them what they need to know as this soldier, you know, and it's almost similar when you go through uh, being saved, right? Because now I have to learn and be trained on how to live a righteous life, right? I have to be trained in, in renouncing ungodliness and worldly passions. I have to be trained on repentance. I have to be trained on grace. I have to be trained on um, forgiveness. I have to be trained on self-control, on the fruits of the Spirit. So there is a training that takes place, right? And, and it's also that the church, meaning us as a body, right, of believers, so that we can be purified for Jesus when he comes back, all right? Ephesians 2 and 1 through 6 says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Mm, so, dead man walking, right? Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that's talking about the enemy, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, the enemy, you know, evil spirits, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. We were all there once. Some of us are still there. It's a daily battle. Carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. That is what working out of your flesh is. And we're by nature children of wrath. We were born into sin, y'all. Like the rest of mankind. You hear that? Like the rest of mankind. So again, that just that just shines a light again on people who um, are holding so much pride in the wrong things. They think they're better than somebody. They think because they don't sin in that way that they're better or that God sees them differently when that's not the case because we all had the same beginning, all right? But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. That is just so beautiful. Like the, the, the gospel, the, the teaching of grace is absolutely amazing, right? 
We were dead. We were dead in our trespasses, but we were made alive again through Christ, right? Whomsoever believeth on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. By grace is the only way we have access to this, y'all. We couldn't earn it. We couldn't deserve it. I know y'all have heard the song, Reckless Love. I have my own thoughts about the, the, the use of the word reckless. But I do agree with the fact that we couldn't earn it and we couldn't and we don't deserve it, right? But still, still God gave grace. Romans 11 and 6 says, but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. So here it just tells us plain out and simple. Like <laughs> if it's by grace, it can't be on the base of works, period. And if it is on the base of works, then it can't be grace. Um, Ephesians 2 and 8 through 9, we kind of talked about earlier, but I just want to say it again because we could not earn this. And I really want us to get a, a, a good understanding that this is not something that we could have earned. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Okay? And how much more beautiful, like, God, I couldn't even earn this. And you're giving this to me? <sighs> Y'all, look, this has been blessing me, all right? Now, <laughs> I just want to briefly, briefly tap on sufficient grace, right? Because um, 2 Corinthians 12 and I says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So, you know, this this scripture is good because, you know, it is speaking to how God's grace is sufficient for us. Right. And also that it also brings to light that when we are weak, you know, that is an opportunity for the power of God to be shown in our lives as an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to move on our behalf because it's like, look, God, I can't handle this on my own. I need you to do what you do, right? But a lot of people take this scripture and they say, oh, God's grace is sufficient for me. And it kind of takes us back to what we talked about in the beginning with the um, loan forgiveness and the deferment. You know, they think that I could do whatever I want because God's grace is sufficient. And that actually is a perversion of that scripture. And let me give you a little more insight. Romans 6 and 1 through 4 says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So here it does talk again about how, you know, we died to sin, right? We left that alone. When we, when we came over and we were saved by grace and, and we gave our lives to God, sin had no rain anymore, right? Sin had no dominion over you. We talked about that earlier as well. But this here is saying, okay, how can we who died to sin still live in it? So how of how are some of us as believers, how are some of us as believers, you know, saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ. I've been saved. I've been redeemed. I've been renewed. I've been restored. And then we are still choosing, like literally choosing to live in sin 
And I'm not talking about some accidental or, you know, yeah, we sin every day. No, I'm talking about like deliberate sin because we keep thinking back on 2 Corinthians, trying to use that to justify us by saying, well, God's grace is sufficient. Oh, oh, but he knows my heart. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not take the scripture and pervert it. Let's not try to give it our own meaning, okay? <laughs> Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? No. It's one thing to have a gift, right? It's one thing to get a gift. And then it's another thing to take advantage of the person that's given that gift. Are we sitting here today taking advantage of the gift that God has gave, given us? Are we taking advantage of God and his love and his kindness towards us? I hope not. So lastly, y'all, I just want to kind of touch on extending grace because it's one thing to know that God gave us this gift, right? But it's another thing to realize that as a believer, we are supposed to also extend it. If God gives us grace freely and we are made in his image, then as a believer, as a Christ follower, shouldn't we also be extending grace to others, right? And so then I was like, okay, well, what is an extension? And so when I looked it up, it said to extend is to enlarge or it's a continuation or a prolonging. So when we look at grace as believers, we should be increasing or enlarging the grace that we know. I think sometimes when we come into our walk with Christ, we have an idea of what grace is. But the point is to continue to grow in that. You know, the Bible tells us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That tells me that it isn't something that we just master overnight, y'all, but it is something that we must grow in. It is something that we must enlarge in operation of, okay? Grace can't, can't be small. Just look at the grace that God has given us. That's big. Jesus dying for our sins, that's large, <laughs> right? So let's not act out of this little bit this little bitty tiny bit of grace and then when somebody does something to us that we don't like or if we get offended by something we don't have anything to extend because we aren't growing our grace we're not um, operating from a larger lens of grace and, and also grace is something that continues just because you gave someone grace one day doesn't mean you may not have to give them grace the next day or the next day or the next day right? Grace is a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it keeps giving. It keeps giving. I really did think I had a grasp on grace until this past week. You know, I'm working within a group and there were some things that happened and I took offense to it, right? So I'm going to take ownership. I took offense and I was not ready to talk about it, but I also was like battling with my with myself. It was like, because I knew the right thing. I knew the right thing was to give grace and to forgive and, and to move forward and not hold on to anything. But my flesh was like, nah, we, we upset. <laughs> we salty, right? And so God, I had to literally go to God, y'all. And this is, this is me being real, just so you can kind of see that it's not something that's going to be easy. I literally was like, God, I know what your word says about grace. I know what your word says about forgiveness, but I'm having the hardest time getting there. Help me. <laughs> you know, like Kevin Hart, help me, okay? Help me because at this very moment, I am holding this thing and it doesn't feel good at all. And I want to release it. I want to be free. 
I want to let go. There is freedom in grace, okay? There is freedom in extending grace. There is freedom in forgiveness. And who I tell y'all, it took me humbling myself and going before God and saying, Lord, I need your help in this area. Holy Spirit, help me out. Help me out. Soften my heart, please. And then I went into prayer. You know, I prayed actually with two of my sisters in Christ. And I can't even lie to y'all. I came out of there feeling so much better. I was like, oh, I'm ready to talk to the person that offended me already. But it was still a process. <laughs> um, God continued to work with work on me over the next two days. And then I felt really ready. I'm like, okay. I'm ready to have this conversation. And I learned so much from it, not just to extend grace, but also to speak up when there, when you have an offense, right? Not to let it harbor. Because if we being real, if I would have given grace earlier on, it may have not developed into this hardness that God had to soften, okay? Some of us, because we are not um, acknowledging things at the beginning, we're creating a hardness that later God has to chisel and work through and soften when we could have just nipped it in the bud at the beginning. And so I learned, y'all, that if God can give me grace like this, why would I not be able to give it to other people? And that's why we have the Holy Spirit to help us. He's our helper in everything. But we just have to think about it that way. And then I also learned to give myself grace, right? I wanted the episode out on the third. I'm like, woo. And I was trying to go on my own timeline, giving myself my giving myself this created pressure, this pressure that I created. And then here we are recording on the 18th. But I had to give myself grace in that because I'm like, yo, it's okay. I had to be kind to myself, you know? I had to be patient with myself. I truly hope. That, that that touched somebody because it touched me, okay? I was like, all right, God, okay. And even still going in to record this, I will be honest with y'all, I felt a little bit insecure because I'm like, yo, God, usually I feel like you be giving me the word quickly, you know, or it click real fast. And then when I do go to record it, is it going to be there? And it's like, God, like, don't question, don't question. Don't question the Holy Spirit. Don't question the training I've been putting you through. You have everything that you need. <laughs> so I just want to thank everybody that have listened to this. And it, and if you're listening and you're like, yo, that grace right there, that's that's a dope concept. Look, okay, I, I do recognize that I have some sins that I want forgiven. I do recognize that I can't push push all this stuff off. I can't keep deferring. I do recognize that God gives this gift freely, and I I like free things, right? You know, if any if if anybody listened to this and they're like, "Yo, I want to experience that grace," because let me tell you, it's available to you. It is available to you, and all you have to do is confess it with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins on that cross, and He was raised again in three days. Yo, He was raised again. How marvelous, right? And then you want to repent of your sins. Talk to God. Let him know. He's seen it already. There's nothing that you could say that will make him turn away from you because he's already seen it. He knows you, okay? And then what I want to encourage you to do is to begin the process. 
Begin to walk with God each and every day. Begin to allow him to soften your heart. Begin to allow him to uproot those things. Begin to allow him to um, help you forgive yourself, help you extend grace to yourself so that you can then extend it to others. I am so excited <laughs> just to be here recording y'all because I'm like, woo, ain't did this in a minute, but it, it was good. It was nice. It was, it was necessary. I pray that you got something from this. If you did, share it with somebody. Um, if you gave your life to God, click the link and join our Facebook group. DM me, you know, hit me up if you got if you want to talk, if you have any questions. Um, my Instagram is Shayna Salome, S-H-A-I-N-A-S-A-L-O-M-E. The Beauty for Ashes podcast, that is the Instagram, Beauty for Ashes podcast. Um, and go ahead and look us up on Facebook as well. Just type in Beauty for Ashes podcast. Um, my book, y'all, she is worthy. It is available for pre-order um, this is truly my baby. I gave birth. She is awaiting in the delivery room to be handed off to you. So uh, I, I hope and I pray that this message touched you, um, that it gave you a new perspective, that it ignited something in you to want to go and, and read a little bit more about grace, right? I would recommend anybody to even read Luke okay because the whole chapter blessed me and it's so much revelation within it um but other than that y'all <laughs> my prayer is that you are blessed that you are protected that you are under god's provision and i hope that i will see well speak to y'all <laughs> i hope that i will speak to y'all very very soon you know likely next week unless god puts me through another test you know you know, it's, it's all in his will. God, let your will be done, not my own. <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace.